Along with individual experts, Surgeon Masters brings you life improvement strategies in 10 minutes. These proven principles and strategies are easy to learn and can be applied immediately, allowing you to practice your best. Here's your host, Jeff Smith. On this episode of the Surgeon Masters Mini Podcast, I have with me our guest, Dr. Bob Skank, a professor at the University of New Mexico and chair of the Department of Orthopedics and Rehabilitation. Welcome, Bob. Uh, thank you, Jeff. It's great to be here. Bob, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then uh, we'll get jump into a conversation. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. I'm a Westerner. I was born in Texas and grew up in Colorado, but then when I was 20, I became an Easterner and went to Hopkins for 10 years and fell in love with the East Coast, loved Baltimore, loved the entire Eastern Seaboard, but then missed the West and moved back into academics. It's ironic because I wanted to go into private practice. I wanted to go back to the Aspen area where I grew up. There's a big valley there. And the job just didn't work out. So I'm looking for a job you need to feed yourself and your family. And I took a job in academics, not planning on that. Certainly, I went to an academic institution. I wasn't a great researcher as a resident. But I think what happened to me was my ability to function as a chair or a leader in academics in a lot of ways was related to my abilities with people, my emotional intelligence. Not that academic folks don't have emotional intelligence. I don't want to hurt my colleagues by saying that. But I really think my interest in private practice and the concepts of what I wanted for myself personally sort of translated into a profession. And I'm very grateful that I became chair 15 years ago, but the first two or three years as chair was very painful. And I learned a tremendous amount. And in the end, I have a wonderful orthopedic uh, surgery department with great colleagues and great leaders that uh, make my day easy. We at University of New Mexico, we like to call ourselves privademics. We do publish. I publish tremendous amounts. Again, had to teach myself in a lot of ways. And I'm very grateful for my 10 years in San Antonio at the medical school there, being a researcher and a clinician, an academician, so to speak. And then coming here for the past 21 years in Albuquerque at the University of New Mexico. That's fantastic. I almost did the flip where I started off in academics and then uh, had to adapt to private practice. But it, it does highlight that we don't always anticipate our path, but we have to evolve. And it sounds like some of the evolution or maybe some of the natural talent you brought to your newfound uh, vision of a profession involves a lot of emotional intelligence. Tell us some of the things that you've learned in that realm. Well, certainly when you're a great president of a private group would be or a chair of a department, you have to have three major components. And I think it's been shown well by the AAMC and others. You really need a leader who has emotional intelligence. That means you can listen to people and make fun about yourself and handle difficult situations when they arise. You have to have very good business sense. You have to have an understanding of business. And then thirdly, you have to have an understanding of culture. And with those three things, if you go in as a new chair to a different university and don't have an idea of business, but are, you know, the Dave Letterman of orthopedics, 
and you try to change the culture, you're going to find yourself sadly at odds with everyone there. And so those three things are critical for being a leader. And I think that's a great message for the young surgeon, even the seasoned surgeon. And then importantly, emotional intelligence, unfortunately, can't be learned often. It's sometimes innate, but I think you can practice it and become better at it. So having an ability to listen to people and understand and actively listen, ask questions about it, is probably the best way to learn to have some emotional intelligence. Stop talking about yourself, unlike what I'm doing right now, and listening to someone else. That's probably the biggest step you'll learn. One of my friends, super famous orthopedic surgeon, once told me, just we were flying just before COVID, He's like, you know, Bob, I've learned that all I did was talk about myself and that's boring. So if you are in that sort of predicament where you kind of find yourself, maybe am I lacking in emotional intelligence? Read some books on it. You'll, you'll find this great books on it, especially Dale Carnegie's book on influencing, you know, friends and things like that. And so you really have to focus on that aspect and you'll find it'll make your clinical practice even better. Well, and the the opportunity that you highlighted is even though we've asked you as our guest to tell us a little bit about you and talk about yourself, we keep it short. You know, we keep it uh, less than 10 minutes. And then the hope is, is that our listeners will use that information to really appreciate the skill of learning about others, but also sharing a little bit about themselves as they kind of contemplate these ideas. So don't feel hypocritical in this. I think it's super important. What are some other things that, and I apologize, I'm sort of also emphasizing the point of practice, a firm believer that if we are learning a new skill, such as emotional intelligence, the more we practice it, the more likely we are going to be at improving. What other things besides listening um, do you see kind of in that territory for others in our audience? Well, I think with surgeons, clearly, A discussion of happiness and are you happy in your work is critically important. And being happy in your life, sometimes we get going. Think of our careers as a physician. You started out in college, you sacrificed then, and then medical school, you sacrificed, and then residency, you're sacrificing. All of a sudden, it's a good 13 years. You do a fellowship and you're like, am I really happy? So as you're going through those stages, make sure you like what you're doing and you're being happy, you know, you're happy with what you're doing. I make a a little joke. There's a reverend in uh, Houston named Joel Osteen, and he has some interesting concepts. And he says, happiness is a decision we make, not an emotion we feel. And I've had people roll their eyes when they say that. But if you get up in the morning and say, it's going to be a great day and you start yourself on the right foot, I think that's what Osteen's trying to say, then you have a better odds of being happy and having a positive day. If you go into the day dreading things, and trust me, as orthopedic surgeons, like tomorrow, I have a deflection osteotomy. It's a big case. I've done several of them. I prepared for it last week. And I'm going to get up in the morning, though, and say it's going to be a great day and the surgery's going to go well. Doesn't mean I'm not going to pay attention to details and be as careful as possible doing it. But you have to set the tone for your day and for your year and and for your career. And so 
when we talk about happiness with orthopedic surgeons, you know, we don't get up in the middle of the night, take care of someone who's terribly injured. Think about the trauma we go through emotionally, taking care of these very injured patients. It can be sometimes astounding how easily we can become thick-skinned and hardened. But the bottom line is you have to be able to release a lot of those things and focus on your own happiness so that you don't find yourself this hardened surgeon that has burnout. And doing things that make you happy, having friends outside of work, talking to your partners and your colleagues or your fellow students about problems you're having. You know, in medicine, we're always like, oh, it's a huge weakness when you talk about your problems. But trust me, everybody has very similar problems. And so when you work in that way where you work with friends, you have trust with other people, your life will just simply improve with that approach. Bob, that's excellent. I'm going to have you summarize, but I'm going to have you do it by asking you this question. With a tough day ahead of you tomorrow morning, what are you going to say to yourself when you get up in the morning? First off, I'm going to get up early so I can have coffee and take a swim early in the morning. And I'm going to say to myself, it's going to be a great day. And whatever comes my way, I'm going to handle it with coolness, a smile, and just appreciate what life has to give me. Thanks for being our guest, Bob. It's a a great honor. And thank you for the great questions. There you have it. In less than 10 minutes, this is Jeff Smith along with Dr. Bob Skank. Until the next episode of Life Improvement Strategies for the Surgeon Who Wants More. Ciao. Now, take 10 minutes and put your plan into action to practice your best.